All I can think right now is Rapunzel's, there's a person in my closet thinking of um, what's-his-face in Mr. The Finn. Sheet, but we have moved on from that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you could reference It's funny because we watched Tangle earlier with James. Carrie, tell uh, me that. Good movie. There you go. <clears throat> yeah so while we were watching tangled uh i started crying thinking that a part was coming up but then i didn't realize that that part had already happened uh so i was crying for nothing what part did you try to cry at what? Uh, i didn't try to cry i successfully cried <laughs> uh and it was so when i was taking my nap yes it was while you're taking a nap but it was the end whenever she was reunited with her sp- Tangled spoilers. Whenever she was reunited with her mom and dad, the king and queen, uh, but I started crying thinking that it was going to be the scene. So I, I guess I just missed this part of the movie, but the part of the scene where they're getting ready to like go somewhere, the king and the queen are, but they're not saying anything, and she's getting ready, and she looks up, and the king's like just crying silently. Mm. Absolutely wrecks me. Like, even in the theater when I saw that movie long ago, it made me cry. Uh, and so I thought, for some reason, that scene was, like, going to happen. Uh, because I was like, oh, I haven't seen the scene yet. Here it comes. I'm going to cry. And so I was crying for nothing. But her getting reunited with her parents is a sweet scene. So I guess it was it was fine. You needed to cry. You just needed the excuse to cry. Hello, friends. My name is Jesse Harder, and you're listening to the Misconceptions Podcast. Okay, here we go. We know the routine. A water treatment plant. We've done this before. I know what to expect. I know what the world is going to do. I should have warned Woodard and Mohammed. I don't think I went over that. Oh my gosh. I don't know how to do this with our new team. Okay. on Misconceptions. Uh, the crew of four was suddenly a crew of two, and Faye and Esther were left to complete their mission alone. Well, Faye and Esther definitely needed more muscle, more hands to help them handle this situation. And so Faye got into contact with Mohammed and Woodard, one of them being her husband, and that one being Woodard. But she called Mohammed uh, while uh, <laughs> Woodard and Mohammed were in the middle of their own investigation, uh, chasing down this hedge fund manager that was connected to some people that Woodard and Mohammed want to see brought to justice uh, or laid low, which I guess could be a justice in and of itself. Um, but uh, Woodard and Mohammed 
have joined the team and are now going to be working together trying to solve the mystery of this city. And the first stop in their investigation was 123 Blanco Street, which uh, at one point was a tenement building which the crew had gone to uh, in order to stop the eviction of the uh, tenants in that building. Um, They have not been to that building since, and it seems that that tenement building was done away with, and in its place was a new water treatment plant. Well, as the crew uh, prepared to break into the water treatment plant, it exploded, and a column of mist poured out from the ruins and spread ever further outwards until it bodily hit the four crew members and the screen cut to black. The screen opens up, and you four are standing in the exact same place you were before. The rush of wind whips past you, tearing at your clothes as they uh, flutter in the wind. And you open your eyes and you see the sky above you is not obfuscated anymore. Usually in the city, there's always some sort of fog or cloud cover, but that is gone. And what you see overhead is a blood-red sky. The buildings beneath that sky are changed. You see a building further down the road that appears to be a a thatch-roofed hut. On the other side of the road, you see a tower reaching high above with a conical roof, vines draped up its side. Right across the road from you, you see a windmill with uh, panes listlessly turning after the gust of wind rushed past them. You also see a few people on the sidewalks just walking by, and you see one of them uh, is not human anymore. They're this huge ogre with knuckles dragging on the ground and purplish blue skin and a single horn coming out of their forehead. This person looks at themselves and realizes that people can see what they actually look like and that person turns and flees. You look at yourselves and you are changed. No longer do you look like Faye or Esther or Muhammad or Woodard. Instead, you look like your mythos. Could the four of you please take a moment and describe what we as the audience see in this moment? You see Faye looking at her looking down at her clothes, and Faye is clothed in her original Maid Marian attire. So she doesn't stand out too much, um, but she is in a long flowing purple robe um, with a crown and a veil that is a lighter purple. Um, And it cuts in the front in a V-shape with white 
um, tool underneath. Um, she looks like she is ready to go to a ball. Um, and she looks like royalty. And she looks up at Woodard. Uh, and Woodard, uh, he has replaced his leather uh, hoodie with a uh, wool jerkin knitted together right at the nape of his neck or at the uh, front of his collarbone. Uh, he has wool breeches. He has leather boots. He has a tri-corner hat with a telltale red feather sticking out of it. Uh, he looks at himself. His eyes widen and he looks at Faye. And it takes him a moment to recognize you. Uh, as it might take you a moment to recognize him. Mohammed and Esther, what do you look like? Let's stick with the Robin Hood crew. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So Mohammed is still just as big as he was, maybe even a little bit bigger. Um, barrel-chested. Uh, sandy brown um, beard and hair, and it's coarse and, and really thick. Uh, and a little unkempt. He's wearing, like, a rough-spun tunic and, like, pants that should be all the way down to his ankles, but because of his size, they're a little tight and they only go about halfway down his shin. He's barefoot, and he has a full bear fur over his back and the head of the bear over the top of his head. Nice. Esther? Um, Esther is in a toga um, and she has like brass armor kind of like football pads almost Mm -hmm. but more like um, ornate Mm -hmm. um, very detailed um, going over her shoulders and like the front of her chest and then she has a gold or a bronze helmet Um, and she has um Sandals that are like laced up her legs or whatever with some kind of like maybe like bronze type, like almost like leg warmer for a lack of a better way to describe it. Um, and then, um, she is holding a um shield, Uh she has a spear, Mm -hmm. and there is an owl on her shoulder. So, the four of you look at each other in this transformed part of the city. Uh, the ruins of water treatment plant 16 and the epicenter of this explosion are in front of you. You hear screams echoing down the street and you start to hear screams in the buildings as lights turn on in different windows and you hear screaming and yelling and shouting. And not every building is changed. But quite a few of them are. Does it? So I mean like does it resemble the city at all or it's just like this whole new... There are you know what I mean? There are some buildings that are the same. They are the brick and mortar buildings that were here before the wall of mist hit you. But then some are completely different buildings. Different building types. Uh one looks like this futuristic spire that you would see in some sort of a sci-fi movie. One is a thatch hut, thatch hut like I said, one is a windmill with spinning vanes on it. Uh, and I should say that you can see the wall of mist around you uh, like you are in the uh, eye of a hurricane. Uh, so you can see the 
no Hamilton songs, please. Uh, you can see the wall of mist outstretched around you, uh, and it almost—it seems to be slowing its uh, explosion outwards. And as it passes over buildings, you see them change as they come into the eye of the hurricane with you. I at least have seen the red sky in visions at the well. Bill said he did too. What if we go to the well at this treatment plant and uh, do something? I don't know. Destroy it? Fix it? Whatever's wrong with it? Well, what do you what do you mean? What is going on? Why do we look like this? It's a lot to catch you up on. Basically, um, you know how we both remember our past? Well, like everyone yes. has a past and the mist yes. covers it up. Long story short. Esther, your call. What do we do? I mean, we came here for the water treatment plant. So I guess we check the ruins for anything, see if we can figure out what caused the explosion. Yeah, that sounds good. Let's go. Faye, like, gathers up her dress so that she can start <laughs> running in it. Yeah. Esther's, like, trying to, like, take off like she normally would, and she's just like, the sandals are weird, and this toga is weird. Like, uh-huh. it's all just kind of strange. Like, she's just, like, trying to figure out, like, what this yeah. garb is all about. <laughs> Yeah, you rush over to the uh, water treatment plant 16, and uh, from down the road, a car passes into the area, and you see it start to spin and swerve and careen out of control, and it smashes into a building. You hear more screaming, a fire hydrant that it hits explodes in a geyser of water, and that's all happening in the background as you run across the street, and you get to uh, the ruins of water treatment plant 16. And similarly to how Water Treatment Plant 23 had a basement, you can tell that this water treatment also had a basement. You can see huge concrete slabs. You can see the linoleum of the first floor cracked and disheveled and thrown everywhere. You can see uh, rebarb support beams sticking out from odd angles. Uh, But you can tell by just the way that the debris concaves, you can tell that there is a basement level to this building can we tell if that's maybe where the explosion originated was from the basement or uh you can't tell it is just a huge crater of rubble we need to find a well it's going to be under all of this very heavy concrete muhammad's gonna just start digging at it yeah uh uh, yeah, Woodard like jumps in, Muhammad jumps in, uh, and Woodard runs over to like this huge piece of concrete, and he goes to lift, and he says, Muhammad, could you get to the other side? Uh, yeah. And he just kind of reaches down and grabs it. Yeah. And Muhammad, as you go to lift this with Woodard, uh, you feel strength that you have never felt before. And as you go to move this piece of cement slab and just, like, pick it up and just set it to the side, you fling it to the side out of Woodard's grasp. 
uh, Woodard watches the concrete slab disappear into the rubble, and he looks at you, his eyes wide. I, uh... I don't know how I did that. Has Mohammed's voice changed with his appearance? Yep. Interesting. There is a lot of rubble to go through here. Uh, Does anyone use their powers to help them in this situation? I mean, Esther doesn't really have anything that would help her, like, give her strength to be able to move, like... Yeah. That's fair. She doesn't have any super strength. Other than Faye using plants to move them, but I don't really know if in this rubble of concrete there are plants to move things. You could always call plants. I did say there was a tower draped with vines. Oh, I did not hear that. I'm very sorry. Um, okay. I heard yes. it. <laughs> what? I actually have tower with vines written in my notes. Ah, thank you. Uh, so, Faye, you're going to use your powers? Yes. Okay, go ahead and roll a change the game, please. Okay. Um, Plant growth. Okay. And reduce to nature? Uh, That is the opposite of what you're trying to do here. I mean, I was just thinking, like, as the concrete is moving, it's like the plants are crushing it as the vines are like... Oh, okay, sure. Sure, I'll allow that. Okay. Uh, so roll with a plus two, but also roll with a plus three. Okay. <laughs> so roll with a plus five. Maybe Esther does have strength. I got an 11 total. An 11. So you have uh, five juice to spend. Basically, uh, there is a uh, buried in rubble five status. So you could use all five of those juice to remove it. Great. I will do that. Uh, Describe for us how does this look. Um, So the Tower of Vines that is right next to Water Treatment Plant 16 um, suddenly extend, and you see the scene of them, like, weaving over the bricks in between Muhammad and Woodard's legs, and then just, like, moving back and crushing the rocks and just kind of turning it to dirt as it condenses the rocks. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and the three of you, Esther, Woodard, and Muhammad, as you look at Faye doing this, you see she starts to glow brightly. Uh, Faye, what color do you start to glow? I feel like I glue... Glowed. I like glue better. Um, I feel like I glowed... <laughs> a certain color when I became the monster. Do you remember? I do remember, and I do not remember the color. Good. I really want to say that I glow purple based on the current attire that I'm wearing. Like a light purple-yellow mix. Okay. So she uh, exudes this color as her vines start to do the work, and Faye... Uh, the vines you conjure are thicker and stronger than you have ever been able to make before. Uh, Your connection to nature has never been clearer. There's nothing interfering with you using your powers. And very easily, she empties out this concaved basin, and you see the basement underneath. 
And in the middle of the basement is a circular stone well about three feet high uh, in (laughs) about three feet high made of rough cut stones just stuck in the middle of uh, the earth and coming out of it you see pipes uh, leading into machines uh, with valves and reservoirs uh, and readouts like gas gauges and water meters and all this stuff uh, and this machinery is blown outwards and Faye and Esther, uh, whenever you were at the well at Water Treatment Plant 23, there was mist billowing out of it. There's no mist coming out of this well. So it's just this, it's just like a hole in the ground. Like there's not anything around it above ground. Yeah. So when the explosion happened, it like destroyed the The lobby, like the first floor. Uh, and it all collapsed in, and then Faye used her vines and uh, plant life to like move it all out of the way. So it is just this little room with all this pipe and machinery uh, and the well, and all of it's going into or all of it's coming out of the well. So the well goes into the ground, but there's still like a well that we can see yes. above ground is what I was trying to Yes, 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 okay. yes. It's not just a it's not just a just hole. A there hole is the well okay. still there. Esther's gonna walk up and like look in. If she can get to it and You can look you can in. very easily uh get to it. Uh because everything was cleared out. Yeah, yeah. Um you get to the edge of the well and you look in, you cannot see a bottom. It trails out of sight and into darkness. It is impossibly deep. Muhammad grabs it just a rock and just kind of drops it in. Okay. The rock sails out of sight. If it hits anything, it is so far down that you cannot even hear it. But nobody yells ow and it doesn't come flying back up at yeah. us. Hey, what are you doing throwing rocks in my home? <laughs> I mean... I'm trying to sleep here. My gosh. No, that does not happen. <laughs> Esther, do you think this is because we blew up the other one? I mean, I guess we definitely could have caused a domino effect. But maybe all of the mist tunneled this way. It was supposed to be spread out. I mean, your guess is as good as mine, Faye. Woodard is looking at the jagged edges of the metal that was blown out from the machinery and he turns and looks at you what exactly are you talking about Faye and Bill kind of destroyed the last one we were at yeah Mohammed has no idea about any of this either does he no. You have seen a well before uh, in the forest with Lisa. That's right. Uh, but, er, Leslie. Somebody. Damn it, I can't remember what her name was on the show. Lisa. Uh, I think it was Le- It was Lisa? Okay, it was I Lisa. I was Leslie. Uh, you are right. You were Leslie. <laughs> uh, but there was no machinery coming out of that one. Okay. And does this machinery, like, go down into it? Like, can we see it going down? Yes, you can see it going down. Uh, I think it 
two trails out of sight. You continue to hear the chaos and the screams uh, up on street level all around you. Woodard looks at the rest of you. Well, what do we need to do? Let's do it quickly. I have no idea. Do you think there's any merit to climbing down the well? Woodard goes over and looks down into the well. Possibly, but I mean, that's an awfully long way down. Yeah, and there's no guarantee that we could get somebody back from that. Faye looks up at the sky. Is there any portal? Is she seeing the wizard at all? Uh, there is no portal. It's just the blood red sky. It's got to be Linda behind this. She's the only one who would have enough power to pull this off. Yeah, but what do we do with that? Who were the other four? It was Linda, the Viking question mark. Where do you where do you think the three guys from the last water plant are? The woman. Um, they were going to give it to their mother, and she was Miss a, Minnie. Yes, and I met her at the gala. I don't know where to find her. I just feel like those three should be showing up any time now. I keep waiting for Linda to appear. What? What is this machine? Woodard returns to the busted out machinery. What? It? What is this? What are they doing here? I mean, it seemed like they were harnessing the mist at the last well. Harnessing the mist? Yeah, and the three guys that showed up, they were like coming to get the mist to take it to their mother. Or who they call their mother. It appeared that the mist was being piped into the city using this machinery. I must give you ladies credit. Your uh, mystery is much more complexing than I thought. I don't understand any of this. Did you think it was simple and we should have solved it a long time ago? Because that's a little ridiculous. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm... Ah, I'm so glad you're here, <laughs> Esther. Thanks. Faye smirks at Esther. I'm glad you're here, Esther. So we've all established that we're glad that I'm here. <laughs> As you're standing in the basement, uh, you hear the rushing of wind. Uh, and you look up outside of the basement and you can see the circular wall starting to close in around you. The mist wall is receding and the blood red sky is disappearing behind the wall as it is coming back. The eye of the hurricane is shrinking. Esther's gonna go back up. Okay. To like look around and see like everything just going back to normal. Yeah. Or uh, like just to like observe what's going on because she's like, well, I don't want to miss what's about to happen. Like, yeah, I don't want to miss this. And I think uh, subconsciously, like your wings flare out to like guide you back up because you had mm -hmm. to jump down into this mm -hmm. pit, uh, and almost effortlessly you glide up to the street level. And as you do, you see that chaos. You see 
uh, shadows in the lighted windows, of hulking monsters roaring at each other, of people uh, cowering in fear as their roommate is turned into something that they've never seen before. And you see the wall rushing towards you. You cannot see past the wall. You can only see that gray wall rushing towards you. And it collapses all back together. And you look at each other. You are normal. Or at least you are of the status quo of the city. You are returned to how you normally are. The buildings are normal. That car is normal. Uh, You hear screams still going on, but they're starting to fade. The sky above you is murky and cloud-covered. And the three of you still down in the well, you see just the edges of mist start to coil and bubble over the edge of the well. We've got to get away from the well. Move. Woodard quickly moves away. Muhammad backs off as well. Uh, We head up to where Esther is. What the hell was that? I don't know, but it was over as quickly as it started. Esther's just, like, looking around at everything. Yeah. Uh, You hear sirens in the distance getting closer. So is, uh, is that what these wells do, then? Didn't happen the last time. It's not typical. No. We need to get out of here. We're still wanted. Yeah, we need to get you guys out of sight. Esther heads to the car. Yeah. Y'all rush back to the car. Uh, And Esther, you are keeping a close eye out. Uh, And as you open up your door, before you duck down, you see three familiar figures running into view. One of them holding a big swallow cup, all wearing matching uh, outfits, jogging past, uh, and they get to uh, the hollowed out water treatment plant, and they all look at each other, and they're looking back and forth at each other, confused. They're back. Who's back? The three hooligans. Faye kind of leans in the car to see. Yeah. They're confused. They didn't expect this either? Well... They're also just not the smartest. That's about so it. So they may have known it was going to happen and forgot. I mean, I don't know. They don't seem totally put together. Should we follow them? Uh, yeah, they're really the only lead we have at this point. The brother that is holding the big swallow cup jumps down into the basement. The other two brothers kind of looking around. Uh, because they're even though the mist has returned... There's still a lot of chaos, a lot of screaming. The car still crashed into the building. There's still a geyser going up into the air. And they're just walking up with their root beer and dots like they don't know what <laughs> happened. <true. laughs> Oblivious. Uh, and you see a few moments pass. And that one that jumped down into the pit jumps up, cradling the cup against his chest and the crook of his arm. And he puts a lid on it. And then the three brothers start to run away. See, they're filling that cup with mist, and they're taking it to Miss Minnie. It'll lead us to her. 
then we should follow him. Hello friends and welcome to episode 82 of Misconceptions. I'm your host, David White, and I hope that you are enjoying this episode. Uh, We don't have too much in the way of show notes today, so I'm just going to get right to them. Uh, We are wrapping up the third and final season of this show. But that does not mean that you can't still share us with new listeners. So I encourage you to share us uh, on social media, by word of mouth, whenever you can. It really helps us out when you share our show with new people that might not know about us. And you may also know that we are trying to get to $500 a month on our Patreon. Once we get to $500 a month, we'll be able to pay our editors for every episode that they spend so much time on editing. We'll be able to pay uh, myself for Misconceptions, Tessa for SideQuest, and Marlo for Sins of the Father. And speaking of Marlo and of her amazing editing talents, if you're not listening to Sins of the Father, you are really missing out. So before we get back to the action, how about we just listen to this, uh, this preview clip from episode 10 of Sins of the Father really quick, so you can see just how much fun we're having over on Sins of the Father. Did you find anything? Um, yes! It it says, um, (laughs) the great warrior will climb these steps, uh, let's see, uh, um, (laughs) that he will be the the strongest in all the land this is sounding very familiar i think it's talking about me <laughs> yes i think it's me huh oh cool mm, yes okay there's an eagle right here yes this is yabo this is yabo neat okay i'm coming down okay see all there is to see write that down riquet yabo is strong <laughs> powerful greatest in the land and so on and so forth He's a little busy, but I think I have some paper. So she's got this mall in the crook of her arm and pulled her backpack around and is reaching under the baby and trying to get, like, paper out to write. Muhammad roll it? Uh, yeah, I I'm guess he's driving. Yeah, I guess Muhammad would be the one rolling. 
I don't think I can add anything to driving your car stealthily. Yeah, I don't know if you have anything either. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Uh, could uh, any of you assist him with your powers? I mean, I could inspire calm to keep him from like being anxious and accidentally like I don't know pressing on the gas too hard or something. Can you um, still like read minds or something? I can read surface thoughts. Could you track them using your surface thoughts? Ooh, interesting. Or would that be? I don't know if it works through a car. I, I could try. Could I may not try. be able to hear through the sea of voices, but I could try. Do I have to roll for that? How does that work if we're trying to add it to uh, his or what? Does that look like? Well, if let's see, let's do a change the game. So Esther, roll a change the game. Uh, to add to Muhammad's role. Uh, so you're going to use surface thoughts. Uh, do you want to activate your weakness tag, lost in a sea of thoughts? Jeez. You had mentioned it. Oh, okay. So you want to... Okay. So go ahead and give yourself one attention. Uh, but you are going to be rolling with a zero. Uh, this is my third attention in this. Oh, really? Unless I hadn't erased it in a no, really I, long time. No, I believe accurate. you. Uh, all right, so Al Ring is going to get a new theme improvement. We'll have to pick that out later. Oh, no. Uh, got a four. So. A four. All right, so... This is what it's like playing with Esther. <laughs> you, you try to focus, uh, but you... Uh, can't focus just on them. You are picking up so much information from other people uh the panic uh what's going on what exactly just happened you're hearing the thoughts from your teammates in the car with you uh unfortunately you're not able to track the brothers Uh, people people are thinking too much can i argue that there is a story point i'm not using that word correctly but i know you'll correct story Um, tag thank you (laughs) On um, the fact that there's so much chaos that people aren't really paying attention to their surroundings other than the what just happened. Sure. Let, let's go ahead. Uh, we'll give uh, Mohammed a plus one chaos to his role sure. to follow them. <laughs> okay. Uh, nine. A nine. All right. So puttering along in your calankity car, you follow them. You you continue to follow the brothers as they are just hoofing it on their feet, just jogging through the streets. Uh, you follow them for a couple of blocks <laughs> until you get to. Um, Alright, somebody help me out. I have not thought about where Miss Minnie lives. Uh, somebody help me. <laughs> what is? Where does Miss Minnie live? A pineapple. Nope. <laughs> You're looking for an address here? No, not an address. Oh. Just like a, a description. So, you know the house in Up in the very beginning? Where it's just like this little old house that's been there for years. And uh-huh. the city has grown up around it. Uh-huh. 
So this, they're just like, it's this house that looks out of place. It's really old and should have been torn down by all rights to build there long ago, but they've never allowed it. Excellent. I like it. Uh, okay. Um, so yeah, you follow them to this house that is run down. Uh, there is a huge tree in the front yard. Uh, everything is unkempt. The fence post is kind of leaning in on itself. And these brothers uh, push open the gate, rush through the front door, and close it behind them. What do you do? So I'm going to say that we were idling at the edge of a building um, where we could see them. So I'm just going to kind of pull up around the next corner, find a parking spot, and just park. Well, we know where they are. Should we go in? What are we going into exactly? Who is this Miss Minnie person? Is she dangerous? Should we go in armed? I mean, I assume she's dangerous if she's regularly drinking big sippy cups of mist. <laughs> That's fair. Maybe we should stake the place out a bit. Very well. Alright, uh, who's, who's it gonna be? Oh, I guess we all do it. Usually I go and scope it out and then we come. Alright, everyone together. <laughs> the place is staked. <laughs> we each right, take a side of the house. Yeah, okay. we just like go around it and try to notice stuff. Uh, yeah. You, uh, you each take a side. You start uh, meandering around. And as you do, Christian... You rolled a seven through nine uh, on your uh, sneak around. I did. So uh, your investigation is going to expose you to danger. Oh, wait, that's investigate, not sneak around. Um, Okay, okay. Um, So, Muhammad, as you are sneaking around on your side of the house, you come down on uh, some discarded tin cans and you kick them and there is a clatter as a can scatter away from you. You hear some movement in the house. They've heard you, but they don't know where you are. What do you do? Are we inside the fence right now or outside the fence? Uh, where do you want to be? Right. That's how this game works. Um. <laughs> I'm used to d and I'm sorry. Um. Okay, I was toward the front, and I was sneaking, I was trying to get into the gate, so I'm inside the gate, and I'm just gonna, when I hear noise inside, I'm gonna climb the tree. Ooh, okay. So the bear climbs a tree, <laughs> uh, gets up in the branches, uh, and you see one of the brothers uh, wearing a tracksuit rush out into the front yard and just start looking around. He does not notice you. Okay. Yeah, I'm just, like, up in the branches um, around the other side of the tree, just kind of looking down uh, every once in a while, just keeping an eye on him. Uh, the other three of you, what are you doing? Does Woodard take the back? Sure. Okay. Unless you wanted the back. Well, I was going to take the back, but I didn't we'll want take to it. take Woodard's... Uh, whatever. <laughs> um, I... Woodard and I actually both head towards the back. Okay, 
like it. <laughs> and, and Esther just turns to look at him. Aren't you going to take the side? He rolls his eyes. Yes, I was just heading there. And he turns around and walks in the opposite direction. <laughs> Esther goes to the back. <laughs> Under her breath, she's like, I don't know how this partnership's going to work out. Um, <sighs> and so she, she's looking around the back. <laughs> okay. I'm real good at this game. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, Faye, what about you? Um, I am walking along the side that has the kitchen window. Uh-huh. Um, and trying to, like, peer in. Do I see anything when I look in the kitchen window? Uh, you do. You get a cursory look inside, and you see two of the brothers inside uh, talking to each other. And then you hear one loudly yell, Hey, what was it? And the one in the front lawn says, I don't know. must have been a cat or something. And he meanders back inside. Um, Faye's going to go over the comms um, because they definitely gave Mohammed and Woodard Ren and Bill's comms. Uh, Ren <laughs> lost his comm. Okay. But you can definitely have Bill's comm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> oh, man. So, Mohammed gets Bill's comm. She goes over okay. the comms. I'm going to go knock on the front door. Really think that's a good idea? No, I don't. Hold on a minute. Oh, okay. I'll be standing on one side. You knock on the door, and then move to the other side. When they walk out, I'll grab them. I see. Okay, good plan. Um, Faye moves over to the front door and does that. She knocks on the door, and then she moves so that um, Muhammad and her are on our either side of the door. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Woodard is crouched on the side of the porch behind Faye. Uh, his spectral energy bow already manifested in his hand and an energy arrow already pulled back to his chest. Esther's like moving in that direction. Okay. The door opens uh, and the brother sees nobody there and so he steps out onto the porch yeah grabbing him hand over mouth and yanking him to the side Ooh, do a go toe to toe Uh, and i'll give you a plus one uh for having the drop nice all right so yeah i'm gonna go for uh, the bear hug (laughs) okay and Tell you what, I'm just gonna transform just my arms and just bear hug. Okay. So here's some transformation hug. and bear hug. Okay. Plus three. Eight. An eight? Okay, so choose one. Achieve your goal, give them good, give them a status, or block, dodge, or counter their best attempts. If you don't choose this, they can impose a status on you. Okay, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get them good and give them a, a tier three restrained status. Okay, uh, and actually, uh, they have a move called Invincible, where they get to reduce statuses of physical harm or subduel. 
Um, so your three becomes a two. Okay. Uh, so as you as you are grappling with him, you're like, oh, I got him. And then you feel the rippling muscles underneath this dude's sweatshirt. And you're like, oh, this guy is thick. Uh, but you grab him. You put your hand over his mouth. Uh, you are grappling him silently. But uh, he freaking out because he doesn't know what's happening. He uh, like is going to try to charge with his shoulder with you into the tree. Okay. Um, so go ahead and roll a face danger. Like off a por- against... like off the porch into the tree, I guess. Oh yes. Nice. Yeah, these dudes are brutes. Uh, so he's going to charge forward. Roll a face danger against a uh, broken arm three Ooh. status, and you will get to add your uh, plus two that you have for grappling. Him oh, okay. Here. So it's so it's just a face danger plus two. Uh, and uh, anything else you could add? You can't add bear hug or your earth sign transformation. Uh, Ooh, I want to add bar the way in that I'm hard to move. That is true. Little John is very hard to move, as Robin Hood did find out. Uh, yeah. All right. So, so rolling with a plus, plus three. four. Plus oh, plus three. Three, right? Because of the two status yes. and far the way. Yes, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, plus three. Oh, blue, beautiful. That is a thirteen. A 13? Okay, so he tries to pick you up and throw you with himself into the tree. Uh, How do you just not? (laughs) So, um, I notice that I don't have him as good as I thought I did. And so as he starts to push me, I fully transform, go full bear, and just, like, push him into the ground. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you just throw this dude with your whole bare body into the ground uh, his mouth fills with grass and dirt as you're just wrestling with him on the ground uh, the rest of you what do you do Esther as she's like coming around she sees that mm-hmm. uh, what's the plan here guys Faye shrugs and just walks into the house uh, Woodard says, Faye, wait! And he climbs up over the porch and rushes in after you. Um, Esther is definitely going to stay outside, but where she can still, like, see, like, has an eye inside, but is out So do you go up to the door? Side. I mean, yeah, sure. Okay, so you go up to the door so you can look at Mohammed grappling this dude and also look inside okay uh Faye as you walk in uh the layout of this house is totally different from how it looked uh what y- you were stepping into what you thought was a hallway but as soon as you stepped over the threshold you entered into a giant drinking hall You see long wooden tables with wooden benches. You see ensconced torches lining the walls. You see vaulted ceilings made of thick, dark wood. Uh, The ground is stamped with dirt and straw. Uh, And as you enter in, you see the two brothers 
standing by a pit of fire, uh, and they turn around and look at you. They go, hey, what are you doing here? And they start to march towards you, and then Woodard steps in, and he steps in front of you and draws back his bow and points it at them too. And he says, if you want to keep your eyes in your own sockets, you best stop moving. They pause for a moment. Woodard whispers over his shoulder, What's the plan here? I don't think that's going to keep them still for long. Faye steps slightly sideways um, behind Woodard. Where is Miss Minnie? Uh. And they look to the other end of the drinking hall. And you see there are, there are two burning iron braziers lit and uh, fiery and just lighting up this edge of the room. And in between the two of them is a rocking chair. And in that rocking chair is an older woman that you have seen before. And as she's rocking back and forth, she has a big swallow cup in her hand. And she lifts the little bendy straw to her mouth and takes a sip. And then she takes it away and she says, Well, howdy, y'all. I was wondering when y'all were going to show up. End of episode. Nice. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Misconceptions. We'll be back with our next episode on May 3rd. If you have a Facebook or Twitter, you can find us on both of those social media platforms to get up-to-date information about the show and behind-the-scenes pictures and videos. We also have an email, misconceptionspod at gmail.com, if you would like to contact us that way. If you have a Discord, you could join our Discord community so that you could chat with us directly and chat with friends of the show. Please click the link below in the show notes to join our Discord. This show is fully supported by the generous monthly donations of our patrons on Patreon. If you would like to join that elite group of supporters, please click the link below and help us reach $500 a month. City of Mist is an RPG by Son of Oak. You can find more of their products at sonofoak.com. The Misconception theme music was composed by Aaron Wharton. You can find more of his music at aaronwharton.net. Misconceptions is a product of the Misconceptions Podcast Network. And that's it for this week's episode of Misconceptions. Have a good one, and remember to keep it nerdy, y'all.